Welcome to the water trough where we can't make you drink, but we will make you think. My name is Ed Drost of The Small Business Doctor, and I'm really excited you chose to join me here as we discuss topics that are important for small business folks just like you. If you're looking for ideas, inspiration, and possibility, you've come to the right place. Join us as we take steps to help you create the healthy business that you've always wanted. Hi, folks. This is Ed Drozd of The Small Business Doctor, and I am delighted to be here today with my friend Rob Masood. Rob is a lecturer in project management at Bryant University, where I had the pleasure to meet him several years ago. And today we're going to be talking about project management and its role and the things that it can teach us to support your managerial and your business ownership activities. Rob, welcome. Thank you, Ed. My pleasure. It's great to have you here, Rob. Thank you. Really appreciate you taking the time to come in and meet with me. So let's talk about project management. I think a great place to start, even though we might assume that people know what project management is, give us a primer of what PM actually is. Okay, thanks, Ed. So fundamentally, when you think about any business, any venture, you do things, and those things are called projects. And the reason project management exists is to have a formal way, disciplined way, tried and true way, if you will, to actually run those things successfully. So let me give you a simple example. So let's say you want to build a deck in the back of your house. It's a project. Okay. You have the skills, you know how to, what you're doing, but you want to plan it out. You want to check and see if the land underneath the deck is flat. And if it's not, do something about it. You want to plan to make sure you have the appropriate amount of materials, wood, whatever you're going to build it with. Basically, the point of project management is to look ahead anticipate what you need to do. So ultimately you do it once. And I'm a minor do-it-yourself, but my favorite phrase is measure twice, cut once. So a project manager basically insists that before you do anything, take a look at what you're trying to do, figure it out, make sense of it, plan it out. And that will ultimately lead to a better project, which simply means on time, on budget. Measure twice, cut once. It's something I've heard since I was a child. Unfortunately, I have to avoid things like knives and saws, I have a tendency to inflict uh, serious harm on myself. So uh, my wife is a great measurer and cutter. Thank goodness. That means at least one of us can do the little chores around the house. But, uh, you know, I once was a project manager myself, and I have to tell you, I totally understand and I agree where you're coming from. Project management, I think, is a really powerful tool and I would venture a guess that a lot of people actually engage in it without realizing what they're doing. Maybe they don't give it that name, Mm -hmm. uh, but the way that you describe it, I think a lot of folks are actually engaged in it, just simply haven't given it that formal identity. So what skills, what PM skills would you suggest that business owners should have for themselves, what kinds of skills would be appropriate? Well, fundamentally, it goes in two directions. So there's the, you know, as a business owner, I would believe you have a number of the skills. And like, as Ed said, very appropriately, everyone runs projects just about every day. Um, I always laugh when I do my classes and I ask kids on day one, anyone have experience with project management? And I get no, none. And I say, yeah, well, I should do. So the bottom line there is that. But as a business owner, you obviously have certain things you do on a regular basis and projects what they are. But when we talk about specific skills, the number one skill of a project manager, which I'm probably catching you right now, is communication. 
the ability to understand that it's not just the doing, it's also talking things through, communicating appropriately to the people that you need to, understanding their needs, listening very well and things like that, to general skills like that. I'll tell you the skill a project manager doesn't have to have, and it's something that may mean something to you as business owners or just in general. You don't need to know how to do everything. What you need to know is how to get the people who can do everything doing it for you. Again, I've never owned a business, but I would imagine that every business owner has some area that they're not as good at as others. Obviously, they're great at whatever the business they've started is, but maybe they're not good at accounting, or maybe they're not good at purchasing and they're finding the best deals for things, whatever it might be. So a project manager's best asset is the ability to understand what they do know and don't know, and then find the right people to get those things done which translates into a key word that I want to mention right up front, which is stakeholders. One of the things that makes a project successful or vice versa is not or under, is understanding who the key players are that can make or break your project as early on as possible. I'll give you an extreme example. Let's say a company is going to build a development in an in a area in a town. And they get all the, they buy the land. Everything is ready to go. They get their permits. Everything's fine. But on the corner of a street leading to where the development is this old house occupied by these two older people who really hate noise and trucks and so on. And guess what? They happen to be the grandmother and grandfather of the town's mayor. Well, they make a stink about all these trucks coming by and the mayor says, you know what? We're going to stop this project. I mean, it sounds extreme, but that's the kind of thing you have to be careful of. There's always these little out of the way things, people, groups that'll suddenly rise up out of nowhere and become a key factor in your project. Stakeholders, stakeholders are important to all of us, whether we're you know business owners, project managers, so on and so forth. It really is very, uh, very critical to understand. And I like the notion that you said we have to identify the people that can do the tasks that need to be done. This harkens back to one of the management principles, which is organizing, identifying the strengths and weaknesses of each of your team members and putting the right people into the right role, which leads not only to satisfaction for the person performing the task, but also for the success of the project as a whole. Good. The stakeholders, the stakeholders, I think it's interesting that you point out something as relevant, but yet as perhaps obscure as the house down the street and the people that don't like these things. I think it's a good point for business owners to remember that not only identifying the stakeholders, but understanding their relationship to you, what they expect, what they like or do not like. I really appreciate you bringing that up because I think it's something that could be lost in the shuffle. Thank you. Thank you. What additional skills do you feel the business owner should have? What PMs, other PM skills do you think the business owner would benefit from? That's a kind of good question, because I want, I, I want to mention this before, but I think it might be appropriate now. So there's an old saying that, you know, just about anything you do is a combination of the art and the science of it. So the science being the, the knowledge, you know, you're, you want to be an accountant, you need to know how to write a balance sheet, how to understand assets, things like that. But you also need some people skills. You can't just go in with reports and just say, here it is, I'm done. You have to be able to explain, communicate, things like that. Project management is exactly the same idea. There are some hard things you need to know. 
things of how to write a project plan, how to understand a schedule and things like that. But there's also a significant amount of soft skills, such as negotiation and so on and so forth that are part of it. So let me just talk briefly about some of the hard skills. One of the one that's really, really critical is the ability to understand risk. Now, it's a simple concept because everyone knows what it is. You know, you're driving to work and it's traffic could potentially get in the way or you're getting out of the shower and you could accidentally slip because the water's on the floor. These are all potential things that can happen. And of course, in a project, those things are very real. But the, pro the point of project management is not just to know that they're there, but to actually do something about it. Anticipate the potential of something happening that could either negatively or positively affect your project and not just know it, but plan for it, make arrangements for it. Simple example, you are doing a project and it requires a vendor to provide you materials, maybe supplies, equipment, whatever it is. And this could be a project, could be an operational thing, but either way, it's a similar idea. And you're relying on that vendor. Well, what if that vendor has a bad day? What if there's a hurricane or a storm where they are and their shipping gets delayed for a few days? Do you shut your business down? Or are you prepared with a backup vendor? that's ready to supply what you need, maybe at a different cost, doesn't really matter, but you're there and you can keep your business going. In a project, that's incredibly important because in a, a project could run as much as years. And if in the course of a year or two, you're running a project, there's a hundred different things that could happen. Maybe none of them do, but if you're not prepared for them, they could literally derail your project, cause it to be delayed. On the flip side, a really strong project manager helps identify those things and, again, put a plan in place to make sure that if it does happen, you do something about it. If it doesn't, you're great. But if it does, you're prepared. So risk is a really important hard skill. Now, interestingly enough, that comes with a soft skill called negotiation because in planning for it, you may have to spend a few dollars mm -hmm. that you didn't originally plan to in order to have a backup vendor, like I said. So now you're going to negotiate, which is definitely a soft skill. You need to be able to talk to people and say, listen, I need a couple of thousand dollars more to prepare for the possibility of this. But here's the good news. If we don't, if it doesn't happen, you'll get the money back. It's not like I'm going to pocket it. Okay. So it's one of those things that you got to negotiate a bit to get them to be willing to bone up the money, but it's not a bad thing. And again, it's a lot of that soft skill. So it's kind of a back and forth paradox thing. So again, I identified two of the really key things, in my opinion, of stakeholder understanding who the right people are that are going to be part of your project may affect you either positively, or negatively, and then risk again, the same idea, things that could happen that potentially could affect your project. That's really about potential things happening. And that's really what project management boils down to. So project management, you know, and I'm keying in the fact that you said projects, for example, might take years to complete. So I'm envisioning that mapping is necessary. You know, you said plan, I'll call it a map, which will identify the things that we're going to do. And it, it seems to me the complexity of managing a project, especially one of great duration with multiple parts, would be one of the biggest challenges, not a skill, but a challenge that a project manager would face, as is the case with business, where we have many different things to think about, many moving parts, and individuals, and so on and so forth. Can you talk about planning or mapping as it relates to project management? And I will just extract from that how useful that would be. Absolutely. Uh, for yes, sure. So let me simplify it, as I like to do in my classes. When you think about a project plan, which many of you have probably seen or have heard about, it basically boils down to just a series of key things, a series of things that need to get done. We call them tasks or activities. 
the duration of each of those things, that drives how long this ultimately the project's going to run. A sequencing of those tasks, meaning do things have to go in a certain order, which would ultimately delay or cause the project to run long because you have to do things one after another, or things that could be done in parallel. In other words, you're preparing a meal for dinner, okay? You need to bake four or five different things. Well, your oven is only so big, so you can only put things in one at a time. So obviously, it's going to take a little longer to get all the baking done. But you don't have to wait for all that to finish to make the salad or to potentially, you know, to put drinks together, whatever the case may be, or herbs that are cold. So basically, the idea is just a series of things you need to do to prepare for that dinner. Which ones can you do in sequence or have to do in sequence, which will, you know, drive how early you have to start cooking versus those that you can do in parallel? So you've got those three pieces. You need one more piece, the resources, the people, the equipment, the supplies, the ingredients, whatever words you want to use that actually get those tasks done. So a simple project plan would be this, a task, something to get done, how long it's going to take to get it done, whether it has to be done in a certain order, and who's going to do it. So whether it's a five-task plan or a 5,000-task plan, and I've had both in my career and more, okay, basically a project manager's main role is to simply monitor those tasks and say, all right, are they done today? Well, who's doing it? Okay, Joe's doing that task. Let me get a hold of Joe or his or her manager and find out where the task is at. You know, this is taking longer than we thought. Okay, we might have to make an adjustment on another thing that's coming after. We'll have to do something. It's a constant interaction between the plan, which is, as I said, a series of tasks being done, and real life. And again, it, it's really what a project manager does. And the good thing about it is, okay, there's always ways to do it and make changes along the way as far as on, on, on a plan that will basically help you along the way. For example, you run into a task that actually looks like it's going to be more burdensome than the original resource you assigned. Get another person, okay? Put someone else on it to help out. So it's really a very active job. I guess that's the best way to put it. Again, a business owner I know understands this because I can't imagine a day, even on vacation, where you're not thinking of your business. Project managers basically do the same thing. The project is their business. And their main role is to accomplish that project for their customer, just like yours is for your customers. So their every day is thinking, how can I do this better? What am I? What could be changed? Is there something I can maneuver here? Are there more resources I need in point A than point B? That's a constant interaction between the project manager and the plan they're running. Okay, so the project manager sounds very much like a business owner to me. The business owner certainly has probably a greater diversity of tasks because the project manager is working on a project. Whereas in a business, I guess one could liken the business to a project. Mm -hmm. That might be a, a dimension to look at it from. And maybe that would be a good way to look at business as many, particularly new business owners, find themselves to be totally swamped underwater with all the things that are going on. Let me ask you about the end point with project management or with a project. So but presumably, a project is assigned and is assumed by a project manager. The project manager, I'm understanding from you, puts together the resources, primarily, well, most importantly, the physical team, the human team, and the other resources that are needed to accomplish their goal. The customer has expectations, and I take this would usually be in the end of, uh, in the, uh, the vein of deliverables. They'd have certain deliverables that they would expect. Can you talk for a moment about how one consolidates the project activity 
into a viable deliverable? Okay, great question. I think it, obviously it's very project specific. Some projects have very clear deliverables. I'll give you an example. We're building a home from scratch. We're not buying one, we're building one. So the first deliverable is probably going to be the architectural blueprint because no contractor is going to put a shovel in the ground until they know exactly what they're going to build. Right. So they can actually design and so on and so forth. Well, okay, so that's a deliverable that the project manager, in this case, maybe a construction contractor manager, whatever the title is irrelevant, it's someone playing the role of running this thing. We'll sure. make sure that there's meetings between the home future homeowners and the architect. There's a certain timeline to that because here's your example. The homeowners are in a, an apartment which they're leasing and the lease expires, let's say May 1st of whatever year. Well, they want to be moving from the apartment. They don't want a temporary housing thing. They want to go right into their house. So they tell the contractor, I'd like the house to be built by March 1st so I can move right in. Mm -hmm. The contractor then says, okay, I need a blueprint agreed to by you, signed off so I can start my team by November 1st. So that would become a deliverable attached to a milestone date. So now you've got a okay. plan. Yep. You know that you've got to get to that point. So there's one deliverable. Well, before they start digging, they need permits. You can't just go in and dig a hole. You need a permit. So that would be another deliverable along the way. You may need to hire certain players, the carpenters, the so on and so forth, and make them ready for the work and so on. That's another deliverable. As the house is being built, the customer is going to show up and say, you know, I want to make sure this is this is that and so on. They look at the foundation. It looks good. All these things are pieces towards the end. So again, if I can use an analogy, I've never been a business owner, but I don't think a business just suddenly pops up out of nowhere. I think there's various stages that get a business going, the marketing side, location, the website, if you're going to have one, the product or service you're going to sell, the employees you need. All of these are pieces to ultimately produce what you call your business, your first day. A project manager would have exactly the same thing, a series of things that have to get done, deliverables, by certain dates, milestones that lead to a successful conclusion, which is when you deliver that project to whoever your customer is. And what I'm hearing you say, and I think this is really interesting, yes, there are people in business, I'm a business coach, and I deal with people, among others, those who are new in, in business and those who are contemplating starting a business. And yes, there are people out there who don't take the time to put these things together, who do think that you can just simply snap to it. The business is started without much forethought, and those are the people naturally that suffer significantly and typically don't succeed. What I'm hearing you say, and I think this is something particularly critical for those people in the early phases, the con the contemplative phase of starting a business and in the early phases of a business, is the project management mindset is a very helpful, helpful, critical tool to employ because it does force them to look at things in discrete packages. And also to identify the interdependencies, you know, I can't do C before A and B are done and so on mm -hmm. and so forth, leading them to map out, to literally to plan as you would with a project in a project management situation. And I think this is a great takeaway for business, mature business people as well, because it's possible, I believe, to deconstruct that which we are doing and go back and revisit. We may have an existing circumstance. And we don't really appreciate just how it came to be, but by deconstructing it and breaking it down into tasks, albeit in reverse, in hindsight, we're able to equip ourselves better to 
manage the current situation and to effectively go forward. Yeah, very good. Very I, well I, I like the idea of these skills being used. And I also think it, it's very important that business owners develop somewhat of a mindset, it, it, not just a task orientation, but a mindset about these things. What do you think about that? Again, not being a business owner, I can't speak specifically about that, but absolutely, I will say this. I can't imagine business that would be successful unless they think that way. I know there are impulse things that happen and even you know changes to government or agent or the world that affects how people do things. And you react to that. And even, I will be honest, I would be willing to say there's not a single project manager who in December of 2019, who had projects on their list for 2020, anticipated a global pandemic. That would have been a risk that none of them would have thought about. Maybe a couple who right. were really good. Yep. But the point being that, yes, there's always going to be surprises. The concept of project management is to minimize the surprise, but more importantly, the effect of it, the impact of it. So one of the things I really harp on in my class again, and something I think it is alluding to here is no two projects are identical, just like no two businesses are exactly the same. And right. even your day-to-day -day business changes. But there's nothing wrong with looking back and seeing what happened the last time that I could improve upon this time, even if the project's different. Did I get the right stakeholders? Did I anticipate the right things? Did I put the right people in positions to succeed? Did I give enough time for things? Did I overdo the work, leaving me less time to test it before it went out the door? I'm an old IT project manager, although I'm not a technical person. That was always the one that got shut, cut down was the testing time. Right. So my point is another really key concept, which I think a business owner can tie into is making sure that when something has happened, you don't just review it for the sake of saying what went right and wrong, but you actually apply those learnings and do it better the next time. There's a phrase in project management called lessons learned. And it's basically, you look back at the project you just completed and ask what went well, what didn't go so well, and so on. But lessons learned that don't become lessons applied are really just a waste of time. It's like Groundhog Day. <laughs> right. You do the same thing over and over. It's not going to change. If you had an issue the last time that really didn't go well, your drive should be, what can I do better the next time? So again, I'll try an analogy with a business owner. Maybe once a year, you have this major marketing blitz and you do a big sale or whatever. You're doing something really big for your business that you want to really drive customers to. And so you do it in August and it doesn't go too well. It's not as many people. The numbers don't look as well as you want them to be. Well, obviously, you're going to sit the next day and you're going to chat and say, what happened? What went wrong? Fine. What do you do with that data? You, As a project manager, you almost impelled to take that data and move it forward so that it doesn't happen again the next time. Right. I would encourage business owners to do the same thing. Don't just ask what happened, but figure out what you can do the next time to make it not happen again. And that's really an important part of, again, project management. I'm kind of interpreting it as something business owners would also use. And I have to agree with you 100%. Lessons learned is something vital. Again, it's something that people don't necessarily think about. Oftentimes getting caught up in the, in the hustle bustle of day-to-day -day activities, they don't take the time to debrief. And to identify that there were lessons there at all, they just go on to the next thing without regard. But I think these are great things to thank instill you. in the minds of our audience here. And I want to thank you so much for taking this time. I think yeah. this is really fantastic. Would you mind if I do a little commercial pitch? Absolutely. Thank go right you. ahead. I don't have the data in front of me, but I do know there's articles written. And I'm, so I'm not going to quote an article, but I know the data. I'm going to talk about IT again. That was an internet, in, in, informational technology, technology stuff. 
there is data showing that significant percent, maybe well over 70% of projects in many companies fail. And it's not necessarily because the idea is bad or the workers are bad. It's because what a lot of companies do is they take someone who they think has been, or they know has been around for a while and they know their company and they assign them the role of, hey, why don't you run this project for me? And that's a nice idea. And it, it, in a sense, it could be a real you know, positive feel for the person being asked to do it. But it's just like if I don't think you would take someone who just came out of school and has an accounting degree and say, why don't you do my corporate taxes for the year? I think you need someone who really knows what they're doing because of the potential risk and exposure. My point is, as a business owner, if you have some of these issues and, they, and things kind of happen that really don't go well, you might want to consider looking into hiring a project manager to really do these things for you. They can actually be your eyes and ears on these initiatives that's going on out there and apply their professional skills, such as stakeholder management and risk management and so on, to your projects. Obviously, there's a cost there. It's an employee. But I think in the end, a successful project that completes on time and on budget will be something you'll be much more happy with than potentially something not going as well. So I apologize a little bit of a pitch for our dis- discipline, but I think it's something worth pursuing as a business owner. That no need to apologize. It's an investment well worth its time and energy and its cost. Those things that we do in advance will prevent a lot of issue down the road. We thank all you. know that. But once again, Rob Masood, I want to thank you for being here with me. This is Ed Drozda, the small business doctor. I'm glad you're able to join us here at the water trough where We cannot make you drink, but we certainly hope we will make you think. And I do hope that the project management skills and ideas will become a part of your mindset in managing your business. Thank you, folks. Rob, thank you so much. My pleasure, Ed. Thank you. Take care.